Welcome everyone to Square Circle Rewind Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and I will be joined shortly by Dave and Ben. Today we are on episode 142. We are going to be reviewing ECW Hardcore Heaven 1997. Uh, the main event of this card was Shane Douglas facing Terry Funk and facing Sabu in a three-way dance for the ECW title. As always, we'll have beneficial facts and some body slam. Enjoy! Alright, so this week we're going to talk about some big news that happened at SummerSlam uh, with Roman Reigns coming back. And hitting I heard he wrecked field. everyone. He wrecked. And he left. Well, no, it's false advertising because he he left the the ref standing. <laughs> and I was like, you said you're gonna wreck everyone. Yeah, but he doesn't want to fight. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He can't afford. He's been off for four or five months. Now, well, so. and he's also gonna pay a manager now. Yeah, he does. And well, then you inflict pain. I mean, you might as well not lose money. You might as yeah. well make money. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. He he came in after the match and speared the fiend, and then speared Strowman, and speared the fiend again. Don't think he likes the fiend. And then on SmackDown, he shows that, well, they didn't really make it official, but they teased well, an alliance, alliance that with was him before. and Damon. Yeah. You're, you're saying it in the wrong order. On SmackDown, then, yes. Oh, that's right, yeah. It was a payback, not SummerSlam. It, no, but SummerSlam, he attacked. Oh, he attacked, that's right, yes. Stoneman. So you're, yes. you are confusing me because <laughs> you didn't watch SummerSlam. <laughs> I watched the highlights. I always watch the highlights. <laughs> Did you miss the highlight of what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Then on SmackDown, following yes. SummerSlam... Sorry, when you said SummerSlam, I registered Payback. Oh. Because he also beat up the same two guys. That's why I got confused. Which I, I actually love that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, on SmackDown, he, he teased an alliance with Heyman, and then... That's wonderful. It, it's something, That's it wonderful. It was a long time coming. I remember I specifically, myself, <laughs> word for word, called it two days before WrestleMania 31. And then Ben's like, I'm going to call it on WrestleMania 31. And he's going to try to claim that he called it first. Oh, is that what happened? I have no way of proving I'm right or wrong. But it's going to kick us out of his It's house. very exciting, though. Yes. Because yes, it's, it's I've refreshing. Always, I've always said that Reigns' promos as a face felt forced, and you can totally tell that it was majority of it was scripted because it just yeah. did not flow well. But when he re-debuted at SummerSlam with that TV shirt, I was like, I'm getting an Austin vibe, and I love it. Because when Austin came back, he wore that shirt when he came back to face Eric Bischoff, I believe, at No Way Out. That comeback, race hell, leave. Yeah. And I just love that version. Because it's like, I'm here to kick ass, get paid, and go home. Kind of like a Lesnar thing. But better. Well, Paul Heyman <laughs> has a type that he yep. wants to manage. He's so it's, a, it's very exciting. To see. And then on uh, a payback, he didn't sign the contract until The Fiend and Strowman broke the ring. And Charles Robinson took a sweet time to fall out of the ring, which was which was really comical. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. And then he goes down and beats the uh, he pins Strowman. Can't remember who he pins, but he, he wins the match. And I'm like, I like this. He's a new Universal Champion, and he doesn't deserve it. Uh, That's the heat. But you know, people are gonna be mad. Oh yeah, people. Had the title for a week so or something. on TikTok, oh, there's a lot of TikTok wrestling fans that are doing predictions. And they all predicted Reigns going over, but they weren't happy about it. And I was like, this is the problem, guys. You watch the show to book it, not to enjoy it. Yeah. That's the problem. Because you predicted something that was, yeah, it was heavily predictable that Reigns would win. But I liked it because... He didn't lose the title. He didn't lose the title. And they're giving the fans what they want. 
Thanks, Reigns as a heel. Thank and you. they're still complaining now. Yes. I don't know if it's the same fans, but I think we could we've all said this many times on this podcast that sometimes we as fans are dumb. In, us included. We we. we. Well, I'm just as a, as I'm a, not saying do you mean the royal we, Jesse? The royal we. The royal we. <laughs> the royal we. Uh, everyone was clamoring for Reigns to turn heel, and he's turned heel and did a heel thing yep. to win the title, and they're mad because he's got the title. He didn't earn it, they say. Well, he's been off for four to five months due to a global pandemic. <laughs> I think Bray Wyatt wrestled two more times than Reigns did in that time. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like the the you know it's a, it's like I just said the fans watch to book they don't watch to enjoy it's what do you think Ben you you called this a WrestleMania thirty two days after I did I, I like what Dave says <laughs> should have done the should have done the switch right after uh, WrestleMania thirty one when Bra- Brock and Roman Reigns had their first match do the switch right there because we, all we got was three more main events up until. Well, they didn't fight each other this but year. Think of, all the, but think of all the merch he sold, though. That does play a factor. Did they? Yes. Go look at the numbers. He sold a shit ton of merch. Roman Reigns? Yes. More than Cena? Believe that. In that time, probably. As much as Cena or more? Probably as much or close to Cena. Okay. Cena, was on, was, Cena was on his way out. What right? year are we talking about specifically? Uh, when was 31? That was five years ago. That was uh, 2015. Jesus Christ. Feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it does. Uh, Half but, a decade but ago. But that right? does play a factor, right? That's why Cena never turned heel. Because once you go heel, your merch sales go down, and Vince didn't want to lose the merch sales. Oh, yeah. I don't recall that happening in the NWO. And Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but you can't you can't even you can't even uh, you can't even compare that to anything because WCW wasn't selling merch before the NWO. Bischoff has said it on his podcast. 1997. It was uh, the Sting t-shirt in the NWO. But, like, it's not like they were selling, like, face Hogan stuff a bunch. And then it, like, dropped with, or, like, it it dropped with the NWO. They weren't selling merch. Hogan was selling merch on his own. No, they were selling merch. It just didn't. They they didn't have the juggernaut. According to Bischoff, Bischoff, it wasn't even worth his time. The merch sales before the end of the I don't really think he had his fingers in that pot. I think it was a whole other department that oh, was taking care of that. Quite possibly, yeah. Have you found it? Actually, I think found. Conrad Thompson was giving all the info about uh, merchandise sales and what the top uh, merchandise yeah, sellers true. were. The only thing I found was an article in 2018 that said Roman Reigns dethrones John Cena's top WWE merchandise seller. Okay. So that's 2018. Uh, ever okay. since he won the 2015 Royal Rumble. His stock was rising for, so let, for merch sales. So for let me sales. see if I understand this correctly. Everyone's still bitching and complaining and hating on Roman Reigns, but he's selling the most merchandise. Yep. Yep. I'm changing the subject. I can't fucking talk about the that. Pre- the reason why is because the majority of the people are complaining are the ones who are active on social media. Yeah. The kids who love Reigns don't have social media. Yeah. What's the problem? So they can't complain. Like, my kids love Roman Reigns. They think he's the... Jacob loves Roman Reigns. I, I he's, Roman Reigns too. he's one of the baddest motherfuckers yeah, they've ever seen. They think I like he's his so matches. cool. Um, you know, and and he's a good pro wrestler. Like, yeah, I don't have the hate on him for Roman. I don't know why people. people Yeah, I don't know why people hate him. He's a good pro wrestler. Like, people hate him because of the reason why they hated John Cena. He was forced on our throats. Five moves to do. Like, like, watch a Bret Hart match. He has five specific moves that he does very well. Steve Austin, same thing. Yeah. Um, I'm tell. I I am convinced 
that if you were to take a Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or Bret Hart and put him into today's time, uh, the oh people would love him for six months and then they turn on him because they'd, oh they'd be bored. Which in like which version would you bring in? Of like Austin three sixteen? Yeah, I'm talking like the height okay. of Austin. So like at their prime. At their prime. Got it. Okay. This this fan base is so fickle, they would turn on what they love. To Daniel, Br- Daniel to, Bryan got it right. He is right. They are fick. They are. They are fickle. I don't understand. And I'm going with they. Not even a we. They. <laughs> I I don't feel that I am that way. No. Watch what I'm saying. Don't fucking. <laughs> Like this I was we trying are, to be. We I are, was trying no. to be politically correct. That's my fault. I won't no, do it. We're not like, being uh, politically correct. Yeah. When you have guys like Finn no. Balor and Chris Jericho both saying that Reigns is one hell of an in-ring worker, I'm yeah. gonna believe them over yeah. any fan who's never wrestled. Before. You know who's a you know who's a good one like to in that Baron Corbin. No fans. I love Baron all, Corbin. All fans, for the most part, or I guess not all fans. Most fans hate him. They think they think he's the worst of the goddamn worst. There's boring, but you talk to yeah. every single pro wrestler. A hell of a lot worse I've seen. That they yet. all want to work with Baron Corbin yeah. because he's a he's an old school heel, and as a face, he'll help you get over. His match. Matt Riddle has said it on Corey Graves' podcast. Uh, uh, who else said it? Was um, uh, Drew McIntyre said he wanted to work with him? I believe Taker mentioned once he wanted to work with Baron Corbin. He came back too. So. If the guys that work in the fucking industry want to work with that guy, who are you as a fan to say that he's junk? Well, and, and it, it shows that you don't know. It also shows how smart the wrestlers are, because they the wrestlers know that the fans want to see Corbin get his ass kicked. Yeah, that's so that's the wrestlers a- like, hey, I want to work with Corbin because he can make me look good as a face. Mm-hmm. Like his match with Matt Riddle last night was so good. It was a good freaking match. Yeah, I remember uh, the only reason, the only judgment I had on Baron Corbin was was his receding hairline. When he had the long hair. That was the only thing I had. Other than that, if you watch him on Total Divas, he's comical. No. He's just up front. Just no shit's given. Just whatever. It's, uh... But with it, Reigns, it's... If you talk to people who actually wrestle with him, they they, they call him a ring general. No. Not to take away from Walter's uh, ring name. They're, nickname, uh, but it, It's just so funny. Like, just the wrestling... The internet wrestling community is so funny. Uh, it, it makes me chuckle. Like, the, um... Funny, it's not the word I'd use. AEW has uh, Brody Lee probably going to face Matt Cordona for, uh, yeah, for I the saw TNT that. Championship. That's probably coming. Uh, and people are mad because it's two WWF guys. Oh god! And I'm just like, and I'm like, and but then again, they're also mad when it was Moxley versus Jericho for the belt because it was two ex WWE guys. And it's like, it's got nothing to do with their big nothing, names. It's got nothing to do with the guys that are in the company, like. They have star power. It's like the fans think that once you become a WWE employee and you get released or you ask for release, you cannot you, work anywhere else. No, you're not allowed. You have to be unemployed. Until, until like these, WWE calls you back. Like these fans have to watch the WCW, WCW invasion when you see Booker T coming in and Lance Storm and all the rest of them and then complain about it. Yeah. Like, what are they going to say? Oh, these are WCW guys. We don't care. Yeah. Um, it led to great business. So, like, uh, Jericho revealed a list of five guys he wanted to uh, sign AW. One of the people on that list, Roman Reigns. 
Another person that's being heavily talked about now right now on Twitter for going to AEW or want to go to AEW, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. I, I, yeah, yeah, because his contract ran out last night. Yeah, and in my opinion, I'm like, you know what? The more successful brands we have in wrestling, the more people can work. It's so better for. I would love all to see the, AEW succeed. It's 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 better for all wrestlers out there if there's competition because there's more jobs. And the, furthermore, let's say Lesnar goes to AEW. Now we can Good. see Brody Lee versus Brock Lesnar. We've never yeah. seen that in WWE. Yeah. Booked in a way that, you know, Brody can go over. I will say, I doubt Brock's going there because he had a pretty sweetheart deal with WWE. <laughs> you know, like working... What did he $600,000 plus for TV appearances. Well, it like, totaled like $5 million, didn't it? It was a lot of and, money. And how many appearances did he do? 30 in yeah. a year? About like, that. He ain't getting that in AEW. Now, I don't know if AEW does house shows. I, I don't know if they work. No. Um, so maybe they can accomplish, like maybe it, it, they go like, yeah, we could do 35 or something for you, but I don't know if it's the kind of and money. Isn't Tony Khan a family billionaire status? Yeah, but just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean you should spend no. money. He ain't, get, he ain't getting that, that deal, you know. Um, I mean... Be interesting, though. With Jericho and AEW and their history with Lesnar trying to kiss him. That may also play a factor. <laughs> that, that may, that may. So I don't know. It'd be interesting, but the back to Reigns. I love that he's with Hayden. Oh, another discussion. Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Have you guys experienced it yet? Yes. 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 It's a little What's bit jarring. It's yeah. jarring for me. In yeah. regards to the sowing, the sowing, the, 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 the sound is slightly delayed. I get that. Yep. Because you Technology. have to make sure somebody's not being like f this and, f and we'll that. discuss some of those you know? issues later. But what's jarring for me, and this is the same for the NBA, it's the the screen and, and people moving. Yep. Like we're and I'm just not used to it. It's <laughs> it's jarring. Uh, I find myself. But it does bring an atmosphere that wrestling needs. Well, I, I remember I told you the first day I watched it, I was like, it finally feels like I'm watching a big show. Yeah. Like it feels like these shows are important to watch. Yeah. It's and it's fun. Uh, I was watching Payback last night, and I realized that one of the issues I was having though was when they're doing backstage segments. They're having like the arena crowd making noising noises, so it's like you. I barely heard Heyman. Yeah. So it's new technology. They're working. Um, it's. I think it's really cool. However, it has Jesse mentioned that there will be some idiots that will use this as an advantage to first day. So we had uh, a, a person wearing a Ku Klux Klan uniform. Yep. On the video, we had a person share a live execution on the video. Live execution. A live execution. Guy getting his throat slit. Yep, that was on one of those screens. Yeah, not fun. Uh, we had photos of Chris Benoit being shared around. Uh, enlightening one, the fun one. Kenny Omega made an appearance. That, that made <laughs> Which was kind of funny. It's it's like, but people that are doing that, it's just like, what the like? Oh, people are. This dumb. is why we can't have nice things, right? That's exactly this why. Is why we can have nice things. This this is like your your kid keeps on misbehaving, like and they don't get nice things. It's because you keep on fucking up. That's like, why you can't have nice things. My con- my question is, how is your mindset to say, you know what, I'm going to share a live execution on a live that we broadcast. Yeah. So somebody killed somebody yeah. on one of the. Yeah. You just type in Google that uh, would be Thunderdome execution scene. Yeah. <laughs> It's keep talking. I'm, it's terrible. A, uh, the KKK one. I, I should like, look at really? this. Like, I'm gonna look at like, it. Really? So yeah. WWE said that they're gonna looking at they're gonna be looking at different software that when you apply to join, they have to do like some sort of like cross checking or something. Search. Yeah. Because, you, like, can you imagine being a sponsor to WWE? 
and there was a live execution shown on television. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're like, Klux- I can't get mad at you entirely, but I can say, really? Yeah. This wasn't Klux Klan, like, with, with the whole Black Lives Matter yeah, movement. Like and, just, oh. and you know that guy that did it was just... <sighs> I feel like, like even if he didn't believe it, he thought it'd be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and I'll, I'll dress like this and it'll be funny. What was the biggest complaint? Well, not, not the biggest, but one of the biggest things we had in the last couple of years on our podcast is the fans are always trying to get themselves over. Yep. This is the opportunity where they're going to do that. Yeah. Even worse. They're yeah. going to start advertising. Well, there's there's pictures of Black Lives Matter shit being shared on the screens, which, honestly, everyone has their different take on that. But that's the reason I'm, why you don't do it. I'm because okay there's so that. much controversy with it. Yeah, whatever. And then, um, like, just on Payback, we were watching with my family, and my daughter's like, I can't watch the match. She's like, I'm too busy trying to see what the fans are all doing. And I was like, that's an issue. Yeah. I was like, because... Uh, and like some of the things that you see people doing, like there was one uh, person that shared screenshots of people sleeping that were on the actual screen sleeping. And I'm like, that's not a good representation. Oh man! <laughs> so the Thunderdome, um, I at this point I think it's money well invested because it's bringing back fans like the myself. atmosphere. Like yes. I haven't watched any wrestling at this point since WrestleMania 36, but I was like, you know what? I have to check this out. And then they had on the... Brand, and have you started watching it since or are you just watching the pay-per-views now? Just the pay-per-views. Just okay. the pay-per-views. Um, I don't understand the reasoning they didn't have NXT in the Thunderdome yet considering NXT's on the USA Network with Raw. So that makes no sense. But then I was like, wait a minute. It probably costs a lot of money to produce these shows. Yeah. You, did you find it? Did you find it? Yeah, it's a little distorted, but... Yeah, it, it, it happened. Terrible. Just, just, and so any of those fans like do go ahead and have an opportunity to show up there, please. Like, understand what you're doing and what you're a part of. Listen, we were at a show. Like, this has been going on Oh, you're top of what I think you're going oh, yeah. Shit. yeah, we were at a show with, with, with a group in front of us and uh, they were chanting that Chavo killed Eddie. Yes, they were. Yes, and the I don't know how I the had three of us like had, had, well, I think we were with our, I had my friends. son there. We were with girlfriends. We were with girlfriends and family at the time. Yeah, my son was so there. So they my probably lap, restrained so. us. That's why I didn't do it. Is because Jacob was there. Yeah, that's why. And then he but. held the championship upside down. I'm like, okay, you're just more of an idiot. <laughs> but well, yeah, it just shows that 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 our travel killed Eddie. Like, this has been. This isn't a new thing. This it's is, like the beach ball just. Yeah, it's, a bigger. It's that's the only thing I miss about live crowds. There's no, there's the, you know, there's no beach balls. Yeah, that's the only thing I miss. But it, it is a pretty like when. Uh, they were doing a chronicle special before for WrestleMania 36, and they had Braun Strowman talking about how it was coming. Then they did a Braun Strowman special, which I highly suggest you guys watch. The WWE documentaries are so good. They are. And Braun walks in for the first time. He's like, "This is so cool," and they're showing all the lights. Like Randy Orton on Raw had his uh, how do you describe that pyro? The falling yeah pyro yeah he had that in his entrance for the first time in so many years yeah and I was like, "This looks so good." And to be honest with you, it puts it, it makes you remember that WWE is the granddaddy of, of pro wrestling because yep. they can afford all this stuff. They also released a lot of people, but they can Listen, afford it. They had to to <laughs> afford the Thunderdome. But and just like it just shows their creativity. Yeah, and the fact that you know what? Uh, what do you mean their creativity? Uh, in regards to creating a no, dome, WWE ready. hasn't had a good idea in, in fucking yes. thirty years, according to the internet. Don't you be like that. I'm just trying to be the devil's advocate here. Yeah, I know. And speak more positive. Right. I think it's time for some facts. You think it's time for some facts? I thought facts? these were facts this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'll do this non politically correct. You done? Ben, go ahead. <laughs> I have never in oh. my life been so. Yeah, I agree. Go on, Ben. <laughs> if you finish that sentence, you'd be exactly <laughs> the shit we were fucking burying just now. <laughs> Alright, give me some facts. I want, I want to learn. I want to be knowledgeable. You did have facts this entire time. They just weren't... Beneficial. Well, they, they didn't... You talked about a guy who dressed up in a KKK open and some guy executing somebody. That's not beneficial. No. And to just... On a side note to those people who uh, dre- thought that shit was funny, fuck you. <sighs> this is the way I... I'm angry because this pay-per-view made me angry. <laughs> Oh shoot! I'm Which angry. Is... I'm angry because because Bill Alfonso has a whistle. Did he get your tool? Oh, he sure did, man. Yes. He sure did. Yes. Fuck did that guy. Your... Did he get your tool? Oh, I gave it to him. Uh, I should explain. Why, why, why are you holding both hands? Podcast. You're holding both hands. You can up. see my hands. We're That's on why. a podcast. Yeah, Nobody can, can see what you're doing. You can. And you guys wouldn't shut up. So I put my hands in the air. We gave you 20 minutes of your own goddamn. I segment. have to explain why I'm not reviewing the matches. Because you're lazy. Because my internet, my internet is lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and by proxy, that makes you lazy. I guess. Moving on. Nah, Dave's internet was out. Couldn't watch it. It saved him. <laughs> I was gonna say it was, I, it was I, just like when Ben couldn't join us. We sold out. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. I'm so, so happy. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to plan my uh, my uh, internet going out. Yeah. Air quote for really yeah. bad pay per view. Wait till like it's a real thing that happens. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm waiting for like WCW sin or something. <laughs> I'll be like, oh no, save it for. Uh, <laughs> I can't do it, guys. New Blood, New Blood Rising. Save that is gonna be. Uh, but that's in Canada. I need to see that. No, that's gonna be a time frame where we all coincidentally have internet issues. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. For 2000, we have no internet. We have no internet. Okay. <laughs> Beneficial facts. Yes. New Blood Rising happened in Canada, but it's still a shitty fucking pay-per-view that happened to happen in Canada. That's the way I look at it. I don't, I don't side pay, like with countries, patriot. No, it's shit. It happened in our country. Fair Fuck enough. It. So, ECW Hardcore Heaven 1997 took place August 17th, 1997 at the War Memorial Auditorium in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in front of 1,900 fans. No tagline. Commentary is all done by Joey Styles. And what an excellent job he did for one guy doing the whole show. So yeah, it, it always impresses me that he can he can flip between play by play and, he just and, goes, and goes, color and goes and at goes. the same time. That that always blew my mind. And he has the knowledge of the, the moves, the holes yeah. in him. He's just and so can take digs at WCW oh. WWF while he's yes. at it. Yes, he can. <laughs> he got oh he's a gem. Um Hardcore Heaven did a 0.21 pay-per-view buy rate at 36,000 pay-per-view buys with a live gate of $60,000. Not bad. Some profit. That's Yeah, all things considered. You got 2,000 fans. Uh, this event, based on my found statistics, is the lowest pay-per-view buys out of all ECW pay-per-views put on between the years of 1997 and 2001. That makes sense. This card wasn't great. Yeah. Basically, yeah. from May of 2000 to January of 2001, all statistics in regards to buy rates slash buys and even some live gate stats are just, well, N.A. Okay. Not, just not there. That uh, kind of, that makes sense, though, with Paul Heyman's shoddy no. history of paying guys. So you could totally see him... 
losing the paperwork for those well, things the, and the, it not getting it was kind of the beginning properly. of the end of that yeah yeah too. yeah he's like oh i didn't i didn't do anything there oh, i'm sorry actually to follow up what you just said the check ecw said to uh, osw reviews uh, to complete the stats um well the check may have bounced it's a, a possibility it's a can't possibility rule, can't rule yes uh, not too too many facts tonight um the only ever pay-per-view to ever be held at the ECW arena was barely legal 1997. Their uh, their first ever one. They would never again hold another pay-per-view at that venue. They'd hold their pay-per-views uh, for the duration of the um, lasting of the company at different cities, but different that, venues. That makes sense. If you're gonna do a pay-per-view, it should be in a bigger spot. Like yeah. A diff- like you know, a different spot. Have like a big feel to it. Yeah. Give me a reason to buy. Right, exactly, exactly. It's not, it's not just a regular ECW show at the at the ECW arena. Look, can you I imagine paying for the takeovers when they're being held in the Postal University? Yes. No, excuse me. <laughs> no, I couldn't. No. Right? Yeah, you're right. Different arena. Different arena. On that note, let's go to five things that happened on August 17th in wrestling history. And then we'll move on to the fucking pay-per-view. Um... <laughs> It's a good one, guys. I swear. <laughs> yeah, Phil um, Alfonso will blow the whistle on a lot of uh, shit, though. Unfortunately, in 1968, Doctor X, also known as Dick Bear, defeated <laughs> Vern Gagne to I'm win sorry, the wait. AWA World <laughs> Title. Wait, wait. The guy's name is Doctor X, and his real name is Dick Bear. Yeah. And he thought Doctor X was a better name than his regular <laughs> name. E Y E R. Sorry. B E Y E R. Does he play Still, Mr. Does he play Mr. X in TNA later on? <laughs> does he join probably, Triple X? Could be. Triple could X. Be. <laughs> the, the jury's still out on that one. All right. <laughs> Even though I've never started any TNA info research. Um, in 1986, Nikita Koloff defeated Magnum TA to win the vacant NWA United States Championship in Charlotte, North Carolina. Over the next Woo! Yeah. I don't know. Charlotte, what the? Baby. <laughs> it's Charlotte, baby. It's Blair country. So I, just, I saw Magnum, Nikita Cole. Okay, you can woo if you want. I wooed. Um, 1992, Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett defeated the Moondogs, Cujo and Spot, to win the USWA Tag Team Titles in Memphis, Tennessee. I can't make that shit up, man. That's what Spot, if we remember from that, uh, yeah, that tournament where, spot, yes. where Junkyard Dog yes. counted his old pin. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Great you stuff. Why well, I saw Spot with... Oh, right, that guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, there it is. Uh, notable birthdays on August 17th are Buddy Landell and Dick Togo. We saw Dick Togo yep. at the um, ECW Barely Legal p- uh, pay-per-view. Uh, in 2013... Red Dragon, comprising of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, defeated the American Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, to win the ROH, Ring of Honor, tag team titles in New York City. That'd be a good match. All right. It would be a good match. I actually was writing that down going, you know, I actually would want to search that up and find that because, well, in ROH, they have a little more free reigns to call their matches and really have um, a Pat Patterson-esque body to come up with uh, finishes so hey Pat Patterson not saying he's no I'm not saying he, it's bad alright but I'm just saying that some did get repetitive over time fair enough um, and these have been your beneficial facts for this week our first match of the evening is Chris Candido facing Taz for the television title 
Taz is the champion going in, and he retains by submission at 10 minutes and 52 seconds. Dave didn't watch the pay-per-view, so Ben is going to give us her thoughts, and only Ben. And then well, Dave will give us thoughts on Ben's thoughts. Okay, no, you don't have thoughts. <laughs> you don't have any thoughts. I'm Chris like, Kane. I don't understand how this match went. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> begins. How much that guy weigh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What did you think of the recruit stuff at the beginning? Yeah, tell me your thoughts. Oh, you need to shut up right now. <laughs> I was a little shocked by it. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And this is the time where he's coming in as the insurance policy for Shawn Michaels. Yes. Uh, I like the little swarmy comments that Joey Styles was kind of making right during the interview. I like that, actually. Um, it surprised me. And, I mean... He had his injury, his career-ending injury back in, like, 94. So he's had about a three-year hiatus here. So it's just, boom, Rick, Rick Rude's back. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, we've just done a three-year period where we haven't seen him at all. And now he's, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah um, sure. Okay, sure. A lot of it has something to do with the Lloyds of London insurance payout. I don't think he could have done anything with that time. I think he had to remain inactive and permanently retire in order to get the payout. Yeah. If you go into the ring... It's the same as Mr. Perfect. He had yeah. the same deal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, Chris Candido needs no gimmicks. No, no, he's the man with... What, what was his nickname? The man with no gimmicks? Or yeah, no, no gimmicks, gimmicks needed. needed. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, am I still talking about Rick Rude? Or no, no, I just okay. wanted to know your thought because I didn't mention it. So I just wanted to ask what you thought. Now, the match, the beginning was unique. I liked uh, Taz just not moving and just... Not selling when he's being clotheslined. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a little badass of him doing it. And then all of a sudden he just kicks him in the nuts and just throws suplexes. Yeah. Like just Taz plexes. Spins the wheel. Yeah. Roulette reel. Yeah. Okay. T-bone Taz plex. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll just chuck you on your head. Yeah. And Candido's good at bumping. Yes, he is. He's good at bumping. Made Taz look good. And the suplexes, all of them, were excellent. Uh, Candido's top row per Karana was well done, though. Okay, did you think it lacked a little emotion? Yes. Though? You know what? I thought most of the matches on this card lacked the intensity well, that Joey Styles was building up for the matches. The one that actually had the most intensity out of all of them was actually the shortest match on the card, a spike and bam. Yes! Spoiler. It, you're, you're... Really? We're not there yet. Okay, that is true. We are not there yet. <laughs> I love Ben's face. Oh. The knives are in the drawer. <laughs> Just stab him every time he says something. <sighs> One for every artery. Fair. Um, yeah, like it just lacked intensity. Like it just. Yeah. It, I wonder if it had. What, something. How do you how do you describe it? Like what is it? Like I wonder if it had something to do with where the crowd was because in the ECW arena the crowd is almost on top of them, mm-hmm. right? Like it's so close to the ring. Mm-hmm. And, and the way it goes up, it almost feels like he's just, just right there on top of them. And the sound is, is, is heavy. And they they live and die with every single thing they do. But with this one, they were pushed back. And, and the seats went out instead of up. So I wonder if that played a factor into why it felt so dead. Like, if they weren't as hyped for it. It doesn't mean they were hitting good moves. Yeah. They were... I don't know what it was. It's just, yeah, it's just weird. It, it was. It's, it's really weird. hard to. It's really hard to explain. Like it just. It lacked energy. Yeah. Lacked intensity. I agree with that. It had nothing to do with the wrestling, really. Um, okay, start to the event though. Um, this is 
This is actually one of the better matches on the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Taz Mission spot at the end was well done. I gave it a C. I also gave it a C. Solid match. Uh, you know, just like Bet said, <laughs> just spin the roulette wheel of Taz Plexus. Which one am I going to do now? Like, I swear to God, he hit like 10 different ones. And, and Candido just was like, boom, boom. And I'm like, didn't he have a neck injury at the last fucking... That top, the second rope or top rope one he did, yeah. that, that made me cringe a little bit. Because, yeah. yeah, like you said, because of Candido's neck problems he had. Yeah. Uh, the finish was Taz puts on the Taz mission to win, which is a choke. Kurt Angle's right. Just just so you guys know. Alright. Uh, next match, we've got Spike Dudley facing Bam Bam Bigelow in a grudge match. They actually said it was a grudge match. And Bam Bam wins by pinfall at 5 minutes and 5 seconds. Man, I love heel Bam Bam. Yep. Like lasted 5 minutes with Bam Bam? Oh, uh, barely. barely. Well, he took one. He was in the ring with him. Is it because Bam Bam refused to pin? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> okay. Like that one bump Spike took where he like landed on his head. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, he heals. And the way he's th- and thrown out into the crowd. That's always so impressive. Like, even though, even though Bam Bam's huge and Spike's little, the fact that Bam Bam can just launch him into a crowd like that, and the, the, but the crowd didn't catch him. He came no. out and his fucking head was split open. Holy shit. Those that, guys are assholes for not catching him. Right? Like, at, the one we see all the time is the one at the ECW arena. Yeah, Philly, they, they would have caught him. Where they throw him, and they catch him, and he crowd surfs back. Phil, Philly, right? they would have caught him. In Florida, they're like, oh shit, move out of the way. Let him take the chair to the head. <laughs> He's trained for this. Yeah. He knows how to fall. Oh, my um, God. Spike's variation of Highway to Hell as his ent- as a theme is fucking sweet. <laughs> yes. yes. I freaking love that. Um, like, that bump that he lands on, it. like, I thought he was dead. Yeah, the, on his neck there. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, love Spike just attacking Bam Bam at the bell. That yeah. was intense. Yeah, he got, he got, he's, you know, he, he had the upset that past week, Joey yep. Styles said, so he's going after him again. That was good shit. Spike's bumping in this match is some of the scariest and cringing bumping I think I've ever seen. This side of Mick Foley. Uh, some of his bumps you know he did. What? Some of his bumps, I was like, that is, that is like something Mick Foley would do. Oh, well, that when he landed on his head, I, I yeah. don't see Mick Foley do anything. That's true. That. That's true. But, but otherwise. Spike, but then again, Spike didn't fall off the top of the cell. I, yeah, there's that. So, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Apples and oranges. Should we call it even? Fruit. Should we call it even? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was quick, but man, that was a train wreck. Yes. Um, yes, clean blood up in the ring with a wet mop. Yeah, there do it. can be no bacteria spread that way at all. Um, ben, I, I, there's no bacteria in 1997. No, that COVID. only comes out in 2015. Yeah, uh, we're 23 years away from yeah, COVID. Yeah, shit. Don't worry, Don't worry about but, it. Um, I, I, I did give the match a D, though, just because... Really? <sighs> you know what? I'm going to change my map. I'm going to change it to a C. Because it wasn't... Look at that. My really made was change. My, you see that? I have power, Dave. It was entertaining. That's why I gave I gave it a C yeah. for that because it was entertaining. Even it though was it, entertaining. Even yeah. though it's basically a glorified. I approve. It was a it was a glorified. You're squash. disqualified from approving. But watching Bam Bam beat the shit out of Spike Dudley, that was some fun shit. It really it was. was. It was. And it's nice to see Bam Bam as as a monster heel. Yeah. It's something WWF never did enough of. Do you remember when he came in and he was with like. Uh, what the heck was his name? Hump- Humperdink was his manager. Oh, Big Daddy Dink or something. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And he was a face when he came in? How the fuck does when that you, make sense? When you uh, when you have tattoos have on right your... now? Oh, Bam Bam Bigelow WWF, yes, because okay. you watched it. Yes. When you see Bam Bam, you don't think of a teddy bear. Right? Like, like a, The like, dude's got tattoos with flames on his head. One thing I really wanted to see in, in but never happened was Bam Bam and Vader as a heel tag team. Oh, that would be sick. Like, that would have been awesome. We can't Them versus that. Demolition? Oh, you can't have that. That would be a good program. It wouldn't be believable if they ever lost. <laughs> and, and furthermore, <laughs> Spike Dudley is a former math teacher. Can you imagine being a student watching your math teacher get his ass kicked by Bam Bam? <laughs> oh, maybe we won't have that test on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he's going to call it sick. Uh, yeah, I gave it a C. I thought it was solid. Yeah, just imagine Spike's uh, class on uh, Monday morning. Class, we have a special substitute teacher today, and they're all like, <laughs> Yeah, we, we understand. We understand. <laughs> uh, so Bam Bam hits the, the moonsault win, which would... Ooh, Bam Bam salt. The Bam Bam yeah, salt. Yeah, it's kind of like a twist. But he, he does that. Twi- he always twists. He always twists. Twist. He's a big boy. Can't go, he can't go over top. That's why I like it, because it's unique for a guy his size. But at least he keeps his eye on where he's landing. I'm that is true. I'll give him that. That is true. Our next match is Rob Van Dam facing Al Snow, who was criminally underutilized by WWF, according to one Joey Styles. Good word use. Uh, like but one. he doesn't say WWF. He says Titan Towers. Is what he keeps on saying. Yes. He keeps on saying uh, criminally underutilized by Titan Towers. It's not. Cr- and it's not uh, did he take a dig at Marty Jannetty too? Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, RVD wins by pinfall at 13 minutes and 43 seconds. But the real travesty of this match is that we had 13 minutes and 43 seconds of whistle. Oh man, that would drive my ADHD and concussions oh. wild. I almost muted it. I didn't want to mute it because I liked to like because the the. The crowd plays into everything. Even if right? you muted, you probably would have still hurt your ears. <laughs> but he just sits there, Bill Alfonso. He gets up on the apron. And he's like, twee, twee, twee. And I'm just like, there's no real purpose or like propel the story with it. No. Like, just, well, I think, I think he's just thing. he's just an asshole. Is what I've it is. never liked Bill Alfonso. I've never liked him. Uh, I think I told you this on the weekend, but uh, when Sandman comes back, spoiler in the, in the main event. I was like, if he canes Bill Alfonso, he's getting my performer of the night. I don't even give a fuck what he does after that. If he kills Bill Alfonso, <laughs> he gets it. He did not, so he did not get my performer of the night. But Sandman had a, had a chance to become a performer. It's probably going to be the only time he would have ever won performer yes. of the night, too. Uh, so what did you think of the whistle match? I hate Alfonso's whistle. That's my first note. I uh, I said I really hate that fucking whistle. Is my first note. If I had a highlighter close by, I would have highlighted it just to highlight how much I hate <laughs> right? whistle. Right. Um, every time I tried to concentrate on the match, the whistle would start, and I would just get really pissed off. It's significantly worse than woman's screech. I can listen to uh, woman. Is, I actually take back a lot of things of what I've said about woman <laughs> as, uh, as a ballet, actually. <laughs> Just because of Bill Alfonso. Um, Van oh, Damme's moonsault off the guardrail was cool. Yes, it was. Uh, yes. His somersault dive to the outside was awesome. Uh, looked really dangerous as well. Uh, the frog splash was insane. The hang time he's getting on that thing. You know Ooh. what I, I don't like he does, though, is the standing moonsault. It looks too pretty. It looks too choreographed. Yes, and like he like, and when he lands, it's so soft. And I'm like, does would that even hurt a kid? Like, actually, because because he does it so gracefully, and it's like oh, like a gymnast. And I'm just like, but when you see a guy like Keith Lee do it, it looks devastating. But yeah, Keith Lee gets like like at least 400 pounds. Exactly. 
Well, he also puts he also puts snap into it where RVD doesn't snap. And I don't know if that makes sense. He like he like arches back and yeah, like floats. It looks almost. too pretty when RVD does. It's like a swan. I think yes. that's why people like it because it just looks nice. But it doesn't, doesn't look it, it, like it doesn't look effective, but it, it, looks, it looks nice. It's and uh, he, push, he what was pushes the, the guy when he lands. What was the barely legal wa- match we watched with where Storm? like with Storm where, where he hits him in the head with the chair and then hits the and moonsault. then he, and hits like, really? that, that moonsault. It's like really that's what finished it. That I felt that again with the moonsault. I was like really. Like, you just did a fucking frog splash, man. Like, like what are we doing he, here? If he did the Rolling Thunder, it would be nicer. Yeah. Because that looks pretty brutal when he lands it. Um, I loved when uh, Al Snow was mocking RVD's uh, quick backflip when he kind of did one himself there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's good. It's pretty funny. You can see the beginning stages of uh, Al Snow's uh, character with head. Yeah. Because he's... He thinks he hears voices. Yeah. Uh, it, we're seeing the uh, the embryonic stages of it. I can't wait till it finally blows up. Does it blow up in ECW and then WWF yeah. takes yes. oh, Okay, yes. I didn't know that. It is the only uh, merch you can sell that people can afford from that, oh. from that fan base. The mannequin head. Wow, you sound like Jerry Lawler. <laughs> uh, Just doing the job, squad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> here all night. He didn't watch the pay per view, and he's still annoying us. <laughs> Jesus. Alfonso needs to fuck off. <laughs> right? It was right after the backflip. Like, it's <laughs> just progressively, you know, the sound troubles here. It's annoying. It's annoying. But then he all of a sudden goes up here and it's just like, he, he, just go back to what you were doing at the beginning of the match where it was less annoying. But no, he's really annoying now. Uh, the spot with Snow drop kicking RBD on the top rope and RBD just crashing and burning was, that, that, that was pretty rough. Yeah. Only RVD can make it. That, that's our, uh, one of RVD's like MOs, though, is the bumps he would take and the way he would just land. Because he was like Gumby. Well, he would just make it look like like he was killed by that yes. spot. But he wasn't. It's just yeah. the way he was able to bump. It was just one... It, 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 to me, it's a talent for something like that. Um, but the chair shots, RVD uh, takes right after, just blew everything else out of the water. Um, I love Snow just running into the chair for the last 10 feet of his, like, 40-yard dash or whatever. Right. Like, like, how, did, how did you not see that was coming? Very, Jesus very opposite of, like, a Hogan chair spot. Yes. <laughs> very complete hey, 180. Hogan's trying to try to protect guys, right? Like, you you take this chair shot the way you want to take it. I won't hit you with it. It's all you, brother. It's all, give, it's all uh, you, brother. Well, he wasn't Booker T. <laughs> I can't do a Hogan impersonation. Brother. Brother. So, just to give you a synopsis, Dave, what we're talking about here is um, at the at the entrance to the ring, there was about, uh, what they what they say, 40 feet, 40 yards? That's like what that. they they said it was 40 feet, and I'm like, it's no, it was feet. like 20. I mean, 40 feet and 40 yards is dramatically different. No, so. they said it was about 40 feet, and then maybe it was 20 feet. Yeah. Maybe. So basically what but Al the TV Snow... adds 10 more feet to the I ground. guess. 20, 20 <laughs> more feet. Al Snow was running full speed at RBD, who was by the ring apron. And about the last 10 feet, RBD, like, bends down, grabs the chair, and folds it. Yeah. As Al Snow's still running towards him. Yeah. Al... And then just throws yeah. the chair in his face. Yeah, and Al can see him doing this. And it's just like, oh, Jesus, you guys. Like, as soon as he's bending down to... To pick up the chair, I'm going. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, 
His voices are probably telling him to keep running. That's right. And this entire match was brought to you by CTE. <laughs> right? Um, that bad Daminator was brutal. That's the standing one, right? Yeah. And do, oh, it, it, but it gets worse uh, during as the show goes on. Trust me. Yeah. Um, I did give the match a C. There was really? some entertainment to it. I would. It given, was mostly because of Army. I would have given it a C, but the whistle bothered me so much. I gave it a D. I had to drop it because I was just oh, like based on the whistle, we got an F. I, I couldn't. I couldn't ignore the whistle because it was hurting. It was hurting my head. It was just hurting my head. I hated the fucking thing. Uh, RVD hit the Van Daminator to win. Uh, that was brutal. Yeah. Al took it, and I'm just like, oh, shit. So was it a Van Daminator into a moonsault? Nope. nope. Van Daminator pin. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you would have seen the Van Daminator, there's a reason. Because I think Al Snow was knocked out. <laughs> to be quite honest. Our, our next match is for the <clears throat> ECW Tag Team titles. We've got the Dudley Boys, who are the champions, facing PG-13, which is uh, Wolfie D and... And, oh, and, uh, Jay, Dundee. Uh, JC Dundee. Yeah, um, Jamie Dundee or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from, what's Jerry Lawler's promotion? Memphis Wrestling. Uh, USWA. Yes. Uh, and uh, the Dudleys win by pinfall at 10 minutes and 58 seconds. But before this, we get a, an appearance from the extreme porn star, Jenna Jameson. <laughs> with with uh, Gurritz? Talking him up uh, or Gert- whatever? Gertner. Gertner, yeah. And I'm just like, what the? This is the oddest pair I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Gertner almost got top performer. Um, <laughs> hey, got to stand beside Jenna Jameson. You want, you want to know something very interesting? This is the first ever time I have actually even seen what Jenna Jameson looks like. With clothes on? Well, no, just... <laughs> Just ever. I've heard her name a thousand times. You have never seen a Jenna Jameson? No. Is this because Caitlin's in the other room? No. Okay. Never, ever seen a Jenna Jameson. Never. This is the first time I've actually ever seen what she looks like. She was the hottest porn star of the late 90s. Wasn't she with Jim Carrey? The internet around quite oh, you got the you, you go you go and and you get LimeWire magazine yeah there's LimeWire no, back there were, no that 97? was for music no that was oh. for downloading music and that yeah. was until the 2000s you had to do it the old school way you had to, you had to either find a videotape because there's no DVDs or you had to find a uh, a magazine yeah. god and, god we're old and no and no <laughs> 23 years ago either, I did not have the internet until I well you do it. now so you should probably search her up okay yeah um, that's your task for the week. <laughs> That's right. Next week we're we're going to have this conversation. Actually, never mind watching it. Ground Zero. I have to watch Jenna Jameson. Pull. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> um, one will take you three <laughs> minutes, and the other will take you three hours. You decide. <laughs> Being generous of three minutes. Um. Bio. Well, um, maybe Caitlin's with you. I don't know. It'll take longer. I don't know these things. <laughs> Thirty seconds. In. Um, okay. Right. Joe Gertner's been the most entertaining part of this pay per view up until this point when he does his pre match stuff. Yeah, he was. Just, I have always loved Joe Gertner. Um, is this champions versus champions? If they're the tag titles in the USWA, should it be? It, it is. It like it's, it's, it's not a title for title. It is just for the ECW titles. Oh. 
It was. I don't know what to I tell know. you. No, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, you're going, like, eh. Well, Jerry Lawler's at the event already. I mean, well, he's yeah. some of his other guys, so maybe a little interesting to make a title for titles. You know? Maybe a little interesting here. Um, Devon shouldn't be shoulder block uh, tackling, bumping for a guy half his size. Yeah, that was what weird. What the fuck was that? That, that was weird. But they were fun to watch, though, PG-13. Like, that, that's some good it's shit. Like, it's like Booker T bumping for Spike Dudley on a shoulder block tackle, right? Shouldn't happen. I can see bouncing in the ropes. Yeah, but... And then hitting a yeah. fucking sidekick. <laughs> well, what was that one match we reviewed where, where Seko Sid, and he took a bulldog from someone, and I was like, what? Like, there was a oh, lot of times where Seko Sid... Was that from, like, Flynn or something? Maybe, like I'm like, that made no sense. But yeah. I, I totally get what you're talking about. Yeah. Um... Bubba not selling that waist lock goal. That was like, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. I just love how we just nonchalantly is just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I was like, yes, you're 400 pounds. You shouldn't be waist locked. Absolutely. Um, Devon arm wrenching Bubba. That was hilarious. (laughs) I laughed so hard. And Bubba's screaming in his ear, telling him to stop. And Devon's just still. Wrenching on his arm, wrenching on his arm because he's not paying attention. That was good shit. That 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 was uh, moment of the night for me. That uh, that showed like how entertaining they're gonna be going forward. You know, like especially in WWF, how like Bubba with the stuttering and everything, and how everyone like <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I'm just like it's so good, so good. Uh, great double drop kick by uh, Wolfie D. Yep. Now Wolfie D was he one of the rappers in in both of them were the rappers of the nation of domination. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's where I thought I recognized him. Yeah. Like I recognized the little the little dude. Both like he was a nation of domination. But I couldn't remember the other one. Actually, I'm pretty sure it was uh, it was Wolfie D that actually took that uh, Doomsday device at WrestleMania 13. Oh, I think well, actually I think both of them took it. But Wolfie D is the one that looked like he killed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that a second rope? Like top rope bulldog Wolfie D executes. Like, what was that? I have no clue. I think he was going for a second rope uh, bulldog. It didn't end that way. No. I, I don't even know how it ended. Like, uh, like he kind of missed it, but I don't know what to call it. Guy bumped anyway, so I was like, huh? Was it as bad as Trish Stratus and Jackie Gata? When Trish was going for a You're bulldog really Jackie? reaching here for me to remember. We're not there yet. We're in 97. Dave. Was it as bad as Scott Hall's many attempts before this? Yeah, it was a little bit worse than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was way worse. Way yeah. worse? Okay. Yeah. Um, that's my spectrum. Nice nice, <laughs> three, nice, 3D in the end. Yep. Very for well the win. Yep. That, that got a C, that match. Yep. Yeah, C for me also. It was, uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised by PG-13. Because when they came to the ring, I'm like, oh, these guys, to be honest, they look like jabronis. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. And they, they hung in there with them. Um... I think I scored it a C also because that spot with Devon doing the arm ringer to Bubba was made me chuckle. And and if you can make me laugh in a match and it's like not laugh out of embarrassment, it's laugh because it's funny, I usually score you pretty high. Uh, next match, we got Jerry the King Lawler facing Tommy Dreamer. That's right, Tommy's not on commentary. We're saved. We are saved. Uh, Dreamer so wins by pinfall. At 18 minutes and 57 seconds, motherfuck why this match went that long. Uh, also, How long? 18 minutes and 57 seconds. That's it? <laughs> now, did you watch the Lawler promo? Yes. Okay. 
when he was talking about how Undertaker gave him permission to use the tombstone, I was and like Bret Hart gave him permission to use the sharpshooter, and I was really disappointed he didn't try those moves. <laughs> I was like, no. he gave they gave you permission. Put the guy in the sharpshooter. Hit the tombstone. Well, they did everything else to him. Oh my god. Ah, uh, this match. Tell me, tell me your thoughts. So these two kick the shit out of each other with everything and go everywhere in their arena in the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Rick Rude, Jake the Snake, Sonny with spray paint, or, or sorry, uh, hairspray. Hairspray, yeah. All yeah. can't stop Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. This match felt like for 18 minutes? That's yeah. how long? That, that's it? The I Jake, it was half an hour. And the Jake Roberts appearance, that was surprising. That actually, um, in his DVD, uh, Pick Your Poison, they actually touch on that. Oh, yeah? Was uh, he messed up? Was, yeah, he was in his not-so-good stage stage at this time, and he said, I don't mind, in Jake's words, he said, I don't mind being a call girl as long as you pay me. It's like, yeah, fair enough. Oh, Come do, come and do two... Uh, Two moves, get two moves, get paid. Of money. Sure. Uh, what I was getting annoyed with the constant blackouts though, for like oh, every, fuck. you know, I was just like, oh my, like the third one when Sunny came out, I was like, oh my god, all half like, a dozen of them. You know, like it's nice to see Sunny, but Jesus Christ, I, that actually shocked me more than Jake the Snake, because I know, that, well, I know that Candido was there and everything like that, but Sunny is under contract to WWE, but then again, Jerry Lawler is too. Well, they're in a working relationship with ECW at this time, right? And I so. think I think uh, this is around the time where uh, Vince is starting to pay little side hustle money for yeah, Paul for, E. There, for Paul. Yeah. Um, could have end this match could have ended about fifteen minutes earlier to me. Yeah, I mean, if did this it, was a ten minute match, it would have been fine. Did it lack intensity for you? Like for for how much? Lawler was burying Dreamer, and it just felt like Dreamer should be more angry with him. And and I now felt, you mention it, yeah. Okay. I felt like so Lawler went into Dreamer's world, but he was able to hold his own with Dreamer, and I felt like Dreamer should have whipped the shit out of him because like Lawler is is a Memphis wrestler, so if, if, if Dreamer went to Memphis, Lawler should beat him pretty quick. But being in the ECW with with all the weapons and that, I thought like Waller doesn't do that. I thought Dreamer should have kicked the crap out of him. But to go like almost nineteen minutes, it's like this is kind of dumb. I appreciate that uh, Lawler was really selling when he was yeah. being hit by weapons, as if he'd never been hit by something like that before. It's like what the fuck is this? I don't. Ah, yeah, this yeah. is legal. Like what the fuck? Yeah, I really appreciated that. Ass Lawler almost got my performer of the night actually. Oh yeah, almost. All right. Which is. So it's kind of weird, but I actually appreciated his work in this match. Um, yeah, Tom. I, I, yeah, I think you, you, you stumbled on something there. Like, yeah. Dreamer should have... Like, it could go ten minutes, but Dreamer should have... Dreamer should have kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. That's the best way you Especially say it. Especially it was an ECW-style match. Yeah, Lawler should have juiced. Lawler did juice. Did he juice? Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, yes, he did. But but after he juiced the match went another twelve minutes. Oh my god. Yeah yeah. So but Dreamer got the Dreamer actually got the worst of worst of it with all the blackouts. Yep. Um, like <laughs> I actually started laughing because he got DDT'd, 
He got uh, hit by Rick Rude with a garbage got, can. With a garbage can, yep. and then Sunny spray paints yes, yeah, spray paints the eye. I'm like, God damn it, Dreamer! Like, can't buy a break. Uh, he so kicks out after the DDT and just everything. Basically, uh, like the only thing that should have really killed Dreamer is, is like Sandman driving back into the arena after he commandeered the ambulance. So let's let's talk about that quickly. <laughs> those, those whole things, the Sandman. Uh, oh uh, shit! Inter interviews or like or with uh, going to the guy that's following the ambulance. That was the worst thing. Well, I have ever seen in my life. Time-wise, it didn't make sense either because about five minutes after they left with the ambulance in one direction, Sandman commandeered the ambulance and then he had to drive around for another hour and a half to find the arena again. You're exactly right. It was... It was so cheesy. It reminded me of something that WCW did at Clash of the Champions. Actually, they didn't even do anything this bad. And I was just like, oh my god, this is this is cringeworthy. Was it like this the is... NWO driving on garbage trucks? Yeah, but worse Actually, than that, this was worse. This was worse. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't shocking. And they too. kept on, like, after every match, they would cut to it. And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Fuck, I don't care. Unless he comes back and canes Bill Alfonso. I don't care. But forever in a day going forward, like like a shotgun blasted Dreamer's chest is pretty much the only thing that should be able to actually keep him down going forward. Yeah, yeah. Which He's... actually kind of hurts things. Yeah. Because, I mean, so you mean to tell me that if he gets a title shot, that a belly-to-belly suplex from Shane Douglas is going to... By the way, that, that's a really down. lame finisher from Shane oh Douglas. Oh my fucking, but don't even get me started on that. I gave the match a D. I also gave the match a D. For me, the match was just missing intensity. For for how much Tommy was supposed to hate him, and Lawler was supposed to despise him, it was just like... Ah. Lawler surprised me in this. I thought he was actually He was pretty good. close to getting more performer, too. Uh, but it went in another direction. Um, because I gave the match a D, and I was like, I don't know if I can give my performer to a match I gave the D to. That leads us to the main event, which is for the ECW title, and it's a three-way dance, which means it's an elimination match. We got Shane Douglas facing Terry Funk facing Sabu. Sabu is the champ going in, and Douglas wins the title by pinfall at 26 minutes and 37 seconds. My fucking god! I don't like it when I when I tap on my phone when it's plugged into my TV <laughs> and I see there's like 45 minutes left and I have one match to watch. I'm just like, oh, that's fuck. not a good sign. <laughs> oh fuck! It's good. It's good. That's a red flag on fire. Oh okay. What did you think? Okay, so from everything that happened from start to finish with all the post-match bullshit that happened... That, the post-match stuff was, was chaos. It was fucking nuts. Like, I didn't write any notes down. I'm like, what? Okay, I don't know what to write down to summarize this. It's a complete, just... Every car in a Formula One race just freaking blowing a tire and they all just smash into each other and smash into the wall it was just a complete so after after uh shane wins the title the dudleys come out and ask him to be part of the dudleys shane shane dudley shane dudley (laughs) franchise dudley the franchise dudley uh and then the trip are you listening to me i'm trying to tell you and then the triple threat comes out candido and bam bam and then they start brawling and then fucking uh, who comes out first? It's um, Balls Mahoney. Ball, and yeah. Axel come and, out and, and, and Axel, and then it's 
Then and, New Jack comes over. And then over New Jack with John Cronus. Cronus. And then Saturn comes limping in. With a leg brace. With, in a leg brace and does a fucking diving... Uh, was it a leg drop? No, it was an elbow. It was an elbow drop, and like you can see, he fucks up his leg doing the elbow drop because he lands on the leg with the brace, and he gets out and he's all hurting and stuff. And, I, and this is all after the match. It's fuck the, that after match stuff goes like fifteen minutes. I wonder if uh, fucking Perry, nuts. I wonder if Perry Saturn had a Lloyd of London syndrome. <laughs> all I can say is, for all the shit that WCW eats for how bad they did stuff, you watch like we've seen that both companies. Do really dumb fucking things. And ECW with this end sequence reminded me of the NWO. <laughs> it really did. Like, just all cluster. Makes no fucking sense. Okay. Sure. But I, you know what? Besides fucking Bill Alfonso's whistle, which was here for, for the first oh, that's ten my, minutes. that's one of my notes. Oh, look, the whistle's back. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, once Sandman came in and interfered and, and attacked Sabu and... Todd and, Gordon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and... Oh, I don't... Okay. Uh, Douglas and uh, Funk roll him up to eliminate him, so then the whistle goes away. And then the match gets okay for me. I'm like, huh. <laughs> I've, I, I've either gone deaf or or I'm, I'm just enjoying the silence. This is nice. Well, Sabu does... I think every spot Sabu does involved mm-hmm. him jumping off a chair into the rope and doing some... I hate to say it. That's all he does. Yeah, that really is all he does. And... I'm glad I only have to see three ECW pay-per-views in a, in a calendar year because I'm watching it and I'm like, is this all you fucking do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Out of out of the three, I've admitted Shane on this podcast, Dunn. I'm not I'm not a big ECW guy. No, like I'm just not. Uh, but you, you, out of the three, Shane Douglas, Shane Douglas was the best. Of yes, the three. Yes. Actually, a big improvement from his uh, match with. Um, I I with was Bowl just gonna say with, with Pitbull too. You put him in the ring with two guys that can work decently, and suddenly Shane Douglas looks like a guy that could be a franchise for them, right? Yeah, I agree with that. I had no problem. I had no problem with Douglas uh, in this match. Um, Terry Funk, Funk was Funk. He crazy. I mean, I like the spot where he hits people with the trash can and, and he's hitting him. <laughs> around the ring. The, the, best, the best part was he'd hit somebody with a trash can, pull it back and hit himself, and then hit the guy again, and pull it back and hit himself, and then smash him. I just watched this like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> oh my god. Um, Joey Styles, middle I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so... <laughs> This is an extreme. Well, every, fuck everything. Every extreme. That's everything's thing. a hardcore. Match. That's the thing with ECW. Like when you watch it, you have to like be like, okay, regular things don't count in this. You got to watch it because it's gonna be a train wreck, and you got to grade it on a train wreck. <laughs> and sanity need not apply. That's right. Got it. That's right. Um, but I mean, I'm near the end of watching. Shane Douglas is just doing belly to belly suplex over and over. I'm he- like, out of everything that you're allowed to. That's your go-to, really. When you need to hit five belly-to-bellies to put down Terry Funk, you need to change your finisher. Wait, that's his finisher at the time? Belly-to-belly. Belly. Yeah. Okay, I heard it's always been the belly-to-belly belly with him. And well, because like, so he uses the franchiser. And it it does... that weird shoulder thing he did. It, then he started using the Pittsburgh plunge. It yeah. doesn't... Like, it should snap. Like, there should be a snap to the belly-to-belly, belly, but, like... Watch Owen Hart's. It looks like yes. it looks like he's dancing with the guy, like the Bray Wyatt thing. 
Yes, thank you. I was trying to remember where I've seen this, <laughs> but that's what it feels like. He's like, okay, do-si-do, up you throw. go, down on the ground. Five five times. five times. Five times. Five times. Suck it. <laughs> to Terry Fogg, who hit himself in the head with a trash can. So, like, that... So, was, so would he hit it and then hold him still and let him hit it again? Or no. Like five separate times? Hit it. Oh. Hit it. One, two, kick out. I remember it was good. What the fuck was that table spot they do to the floor? Well, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> no, he asked what it was. No, no. Like, what? Explain it to me. It was fucking stupid. That's Paint all. Give me a picture. I don't want to. Well, like, they're just they're on the apron, and they just. It looks like they're just jumping down, and no, you just see them clumsily just. I'm like. What? Like all three of them? Yeah. No, I think it was Sabu. Was that? Was that? No, yeah, Sabu was the was the one that was doing it, of course. But like, he slips on the top rope, tries to do it again, slips, then goes up. And then jumps, and then, like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't hit the guy on the table. He, like, lands before the table, and then they kind of push each other into it. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Extreme. And then, like, like he goes for his, his where he does the chair thing, and he runs off the chair onto the road. Oh, where he, like, 95%. That is a hard right? fucking move to do, okay? Like, I'm not gonna, like, and he slept. And the crowd's like, you fucked up. I'm like, none of you fat fucks could do that move. You couldn't even jump off the fucking chair to land on the rope. Never mind fucking slipping on the ropes. Most of them couldn't get on the chair. Holy shit. And I'm just like, that's... So it does take coordination. Yeah, why does, why does like, the ECW crowd just eat its own? It's like, you love it so much, but you're you're the first one to start fucking shitting on them. It's nuts. Are the internet fans that we see today that we the just old wanna, ECW guys? Did they freaking stem from ECW? Maybe. Ooh, ooh. We've, we've uncovered the secret. We found the root cause. There we go. There now we go. what do we do? Old ECW. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, Shane Douglas hits four to five belly to bellies to finally pin Funk, and then the chaos afterwards. Fuck it, just fucking crazy. I kind of like New Jack's theme. <laughs> and he's just crazy. I would not get in the ring with him. But there's he, one guy He that... walloped. Uh, who did he hit yep. with the chair? Was it Candido? No, they went after the Dudleys. Yes. He walloped Bubba. No, it was Devon. Was it Devon? Yeah, well, and, he probably did it to both of them, but... And he fucking warmed up and hit him, and I'm like, oh my god. If, if <laughs> Devon has CTE right now from that chair shot alone. Like, he I, just, he walloped him. I have never respected and never will respect New Jack. If he hits you with that chair, you may. No. Because <laughs> he threw it hard. If uh, we ever do a top five list of who we hate watching the most, he's definitely on Oh, that. there you go. There you go. He's definitely um, on that. Would you give the, the match? I give it a D. I gave it a C. I, I think I would have given it a B because, like, like from start to finish with everything and Oh, I didn't. I, I left out the end stuff because that was just <laughs> fucking nuts. Well, and the whistle. But the whistle drops the it. The whistle is now why I'm dropping it because yeah. I, I can let it go with an RVD match because at least with RVD you're going to get, like, a, a quality yeah, performance. Yeah, the, the whistle dropped it down. So but I guess it's like, no. Holy moly. Okay, so what was your score and your, your performers? All right. Or performer. There's not, there's not more. <laughs> Who we can? Score was 4 out of 10. All right. Oof. And uh, actually, I'm actually surprised it was that high. Uh, my performer, just because I enjoyed the shit he did at least, was RBD. All right. 
And my tool is his manager, Bill Alfonso. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> uh, I also gave the pay-per-view a 4 out of 10. Workhorse I gave to Bad Bad Big Lol. I love watching that's, it be a monster just kill Spike Dudley. That's that fair. was the most entertaining part to me. And fuck Bill Alfonso and his fucking whistle. If I ever meet that guy, I'm shutting, shutting that whistle down his throat. <laughs> it's like you almost want the interview to be Bam Bam versus Arby. I, oh, I am this close to hating him more than Jim Duggan. This close. <laughs> and that's saying something, because I fucking hate Jim Duggan. And as, he, a, as a and wrestler. If he, and if he's listening, I don't hate you as a person, Jim Duggan, but I hate you as a wrestler. Just that's it. That's all so I, I guess got. we got one of the picks for our top five. Jim fucking Duggan. There we go. And just wait. He we gets seen Queewee yet. He gets he gets <laughs> spots one through five. That guy. Uh, so that's been our episode for this week. Sans Dave because he don't he don't like to watch shit. His internet's lazy just like he is. Should we almost give like a honorable mention to Dave for actually Not saving to... himself from watching this crap? Uh, kind of like you got one for sold out. Yeah, maybe. What, what what's in yours? I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna have to choose. Yeah. I think you you picked the better one because this one we gave it a four out of ten. You. You missed the one that we gave one and a half out of ten, right? So that was was bad. Uh, So we'll be back next week with WWF Ground Zero in your house with the main event of Shawn Michaels facing The Undertaker. Yes. Yes. The first time ever. The first time ever. And our top five... We've we've had a, a request and Dave's gonna mention Pull it. Pull it up here I forgot the wording of it. Top five is going to be So Christopher Olson asked us to do top five wrestlers oh. or teams you hate to watch. Or teams we hate to watch all time. All time. Whoa. Freaky. Ground Zero took place September seventh. Our next podcast is on September seventh. Well, the world's ending. Holy so, fuck. Love, love, love your loved ones because that's probably never going to happen again. Wow. That, that's creepy. That's creepy. I think that's the first time that this has happened. It might be the first time in a long time that happens again. Uh, we should do it in this day in like history. This is what we did that day. <laughs> top top five of, things we did on, on Monday. Because of, this, <laughs> because of this situation, all of our interests are going to go down now. Why are you going to be like that, Dick? That just... I don't know. I that ain't feel, nice. I feel. I. I. Now that I've if, heard me say if it. If that happens, <laughs> Dave is the tool of the fucking millennium for that shit. Why to Dave? Well, on that, on that note, <laughs> be safe, everybody. Have a great week.